Hello, welcome to another episode of Chatty Kathy. This is your host, Kathy Prohorov, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, all of the things that most of us have a hard time doing. I want you to think about your own patterns right now and your own problems. Consider what is holding you back from getting through those problems, um, getting through patterns that aren't serving you well. And for most of us, we live under one of these four or a combination of them categories. And these categories live in us and are repeated in our mind over and over and over again. And these four are criticism, fear, guilt, and resentment. So consider these four areas in life that many of us will play on autopilot in our brain. Which is your favorite one? You know, for a lot of us, it's fear. We're afraid of things that we don't know, we're not familiar with. Uh, We have these fearful thoughts of what's what might happen. And so that keeps us stuck. We have guilt, guilt over things from our past that we continue to play in loop in our mind on if only we had done this or only if only we hadn't done that. How about criticism? Criticism from ourselves because of the judgment from others or the thought of being judged from others, being very critical of ourselves. And then resentment. Resentment is truly anger that has been stuffed down. And if you believe that you are not allowed to express your anger towards something or someone, then most likely you have stored a lot of resentment. And this can be stored up for many years. And today, I just want you to understand that you cannot ignore or you cannot deny your feelings. They come out in other ways if we don't deal with them. And there's a quote that says, you can no longer afford the luxury of a negative mind. It affects us. Now, when I suffered through my panic and my depression, I lived in fear and immense resentment. I had so much anger suppressed and buried down. I was someone who just held everything in. I didn't speak my mind. I just dealt with things. I uh, rolled with the punches, so they say, and not in a good way. (laughs) I, I was holding on to a lot of resentment and anger, and that never served me well. Uh, I was the type of person who, you know, when pushed too much, all of a sudden I would explode because I had been holding back for so long. And that is not a good place to be. It's not very helpful for the situation. You know, when we do explode, the people around us, sorry, it's, it's pretty ugly, right? And we don't come off looking very um, sane <laughs> or professional or, you know, anything good in that fact. Uh, And then it just doesn't even solve the problem because we most likely get triggered by things that aren't due to the actual issue that we've been holding back and stuffing. So your experience in your life will always reflect your inner beliefs. Look, you can literally look at your experiences today and yesterday um, and determine from that what your beliefs are. And then also, if you look at the people in your life today, they all mirror some belief that you have about yourself. And this, I want to go a little deep with you again, because look, if you say, say, for example, you're someone who's always criticized at work um, or at home or in a relationship, uh, it is probably due to the fact that you are critical yourself and you have become that 
you know, parent that once may have criticized the child. Maybe that was a parent you had, a teacher you had, somebody in your life that criticized you. So you became so critical that now you are critical and it is just mirrors. We are just mirror reflections of ourselves and each other. And I found this just so fascinating because I heard the story or an example and it resonated with me, you know, when I had young children that if, you know, say for example, you're walking in a supermarket and walking down the aisles and you hear this screaming, this kid screaming, you you can hear it, you can't see them, but you hear this kid screaming at the top of their lungs and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, what is happening? So as you come upon the aisle where this poor mother and child are, the child is on the floor screaming and throwing a tantrum and you're looking at this mother who looks completely frazzled and frustrated and you're thinking, oh my gosh, and you roll your eyes a little thinking, can't she control her child or what is happening there? A lot of us do this and we don't know that woman. We don't know, you know, and I'm using this as a hypothetical example, and this can apply for any example in life when we do judge someone, especially people that we don't know or we don't know enough about. Uh, and that judgment is really not about the person. I used to feel bad, like, oh, I'm judging that person. I'm really not judging that person at all, and neither are you. We are really just judging ourselves, looking through that woman in our eyes and judging ourselves hoping that that wasn't us or that won't be us in that same situation. Now, if we don't have children or we never had experienced a, you know, child losing <laughs> losing it um in public, most likely we would feel a little bit more compassion because we wouldn't be judging the woman anymore. It would be out of this care of, oh gosh, I hope everything's okay with her and the child. And so you have a little bit more compassion. Unless, of course, you are critical because of your parent-child relationship from your past. So whenever you judge someone in your mind or out loud verbally, consider the fact that it is not about that person. Because you are walking in your own shoes. You know your story. You know the things and the feelings and emotions that you have. So when we judge somebody else, it's not judging them. It's remember those four fingers pointing right back at us. It is truly that it's it's us judging that person through our eyes and it reflects right back to us because everything in our lives is a mirror of who we are. When something is happening outside of us that is not comfortable, we have an opportunity to look inside and say, how am I contributing to this experience? What is it in me that believes that I deserve this? Look, we all have families, we all have histories, we all have past stories. And you know what else? We've all done the best that we could up to this point. And we have the opportunity to change what isn't working well if we choose to, if we're not happy with the current patterns. But we all have patterns and families, so do the people that we grew up around. They did the best that they could as well. And it's easy to blame our parents or our teachers um, or our childhood or the environment around us because we're stuck and we feel that we can't break free because we are a victim. So we keep repeating these patterns again and again and again and again and again until we get to the point, unless we get to the point, we become so frustrated in that. And it really doesn't matter what anyone did to you or what they taught you in the past because today is a new day and you are now in charge. Whether you've ever felt like that or not, I'm telling you now, you are in charge. You are able to create the future in your life. You're able to consider the fact that you are where you are because of the patterns, the thoughts, the beliefs that you've had up until this point. And the only way to make a change is to choose to shift those patterns. 
And it doesn't matter what I say. You know, this is something that you might listen to and think, oh, that's interesting, and then move about your day and go back to your patterns. Because only you can do the work. And this is a a repetitive uh, example of what I do share inside of the Superstar Elite program, that I can say all that I want. I can show you everything. I can just guide you step by step on everything, but I can't lead you. I'm not going to come to your home, take your hand and move you through all day, every day. You must make those decisions and only you can change the way you think and the way you feel and the way you act. I'm just telling you that you can. I'm giving you the power because when I realized that I had the power, I was overwhelmed. It was emotional and I almost didn't believe it and I had to prove it to myself and you can do the same thing. Look, you most definitely can do whatever it is that you want to do. You have a higher power within you that will help you, will allow you to break free from the patterns that are holding you back, but you have to allow yourself to do so. So let's consider when you were a child or a baby, you loved yourself as you were right? There is no baby or young child that criticize themselves unless they've been taught to do that already and says, oh, I'm so unhappy in my life. Oh, my hips are too big. Oh, I look in the mirror and I don't like who I see. Or, oh, I ate too much today. I'm not going to eat anything the rest of the day or the next week. Uh, you know, they're thrilled. They're delighted just because they have a body, right? They, they have the ability to do what they can do and they're excited about it. They live in the very moment at hand and they let you know when they're unhappy if they are unhappy, right? When when a baby's unhappy, what do they do? They scream and cry and they get what they want because they don't stuff it. (laughs) Like I says, me, I was stuffing all these uh, angers and, and resentments that became an issue later on. Well, a child just lets you know, I'm unhappy. Here you go. I'm unhappy. And then they move on. You know, they don't hold grudges. And then it's, it's so interesting when we learn from the people in our lives and we learn these big four, again, the, the fear and criticism and uh, the guilt and resentment. When we learn these, we begin to pick these up as false ideas. And then we grow up and we lose touch of that inner wisdom, that childhood uh, just joy and, and live the way we lived. And to be able to return to that feeling of being pure of our spirit where we truly love ourselves is such a wonderful place that nobody even understands that that is where we must start. Reestablish that innocence of our life and the moment by moment joy of existence, just like a baby would in their blissful state of wonder. Consider what you want to be true for yourself right now in your life. What are the things that you want? Is it more money? Is it better relationships? Is it a better uh, lifestyle? Is it a healthier body and mind? What is it that you want? And, you know, this could be multiple things. It doesn't have to be one thing. But writing these down in a positive way, uh, as if you're stating in a positive affirmation, and then moving to the mirror, and I like to call this the mirror uh, exercise to where you look at yourself in the mirror, in your eyes, And it's harder than it sounds, I have to tell you. We've done this, uh, some group calls that we've had before in our group. But having these affirmations written out in the positive, looking at yourself in your eyes, in the mirror, and reciting these. Reciting these, I am happy. 
I love myself or I love you because you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're speaking to yourself as if you are another person. And then what you're going to do is notice what comes up when you practice this because it's not just going to be as easy as it sounds. You're not just going to recite these and then move on. And if you do, you did not do it correctly. You didn't do it with feeling because when you do it with feeling and emotion, something comes up, things come up. And in that, you're going to notice emotions and feelings and, and things that bubble to the surface that you've been holding back or you've been burying deep down within your, your body, your mind and yourself. And they do come out in negative ways. So noticing that what negative thoughts come up, you know, what negative feelings come up? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel like crying? What do you feel like? Do you feel angry? You know, and these feelings and emotions are treasures because they will help unlock the door to your freedom to be able to start to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, how in the world can you ever consider the fact that you're going to give yourself the time, the respect, and the patience to complete the steps needed to get to your goals? You know, a lot of people, we, we hold it back because we think, well, I'm not good enough yet. So when I'm good enough, then I'll take my, I'll, I'll take care of myself or I'll love myself. Look, you can move away from the parents, the friends, the environment limitations that you've held. If you were a good girl, good boy, good, good kid. Uh, I know for me, I was, I was a good girl. I was always a good girl. You looked um, and you learned through your parents' limiting way of looking at life. You know, when you did well, you got praised for it, you know, and you didn't, maybe you got punished or yelled at. And I want you to know that you are not bad. You are all good, good little girls and boys. And you just learn exactly what you learn because that's what you were taught. Now that you're grown up, you're just doing the same thing. But is it even helping us? Because that was our childhood's experience, and yet we're holding on to it as adults. Think of how screwed up that is. How many times, <laughs> this is a funny question I know that I, I've considered, and I sit down and I look at the many times that I've said even things to my kids and myself. How many times do you say things that your parents used to say? How many things do you repeat that you've almost just been, you know, you've memorized, you know? Then congratulations, if you have some of these um, phrases and words that they had taught you, because that means that you were a very, very good student and they were a very good teacher. And you know, nothing's wrong with that. Let it go because it's time now for you to begin to think for yourself, loving and thinking and empowering you. Most of us want our lives to change. There's things that we all want to change. But when we're told that we have to actually do things differently, we think, um, me, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And funny story reminds me of this. Uh, I have this, I have a sister-in-law and we kind of laugh at, at some funny stories of people that we know. And she has a, uh, a chiropractor who had asked one of their clients to start walking on a treadmill. And just to start walking to get some activity in because I guess she was having a hard time with losing weight and, and her health was becoming an issue. So in their office, they had a treadmill, I guess, in another room. So one day, the doc, the chiropractor walks into the office and sees this client sitting on the very edge of the treadmill. It's not on. And she's sitting there and she's eating a bag of Cheetos. 
And he looks at her a little confused and he says, um, why aren't you walking on the treadmill? And she goes, because I don't want to. And she just pops another chip in her mouth. And you know what? I can appreciate that because she's being honest, right? She just doesn't want to. She's been told she's got to change her habits and do the things that are going to help her get into better health and fitness. And she just doesn't want to. And you know what? That's what we have to come to that conclusion. Do you want to or don't you want to? It's really up to you. And it's okay if you don't want to, right? That's empowering as well. Maybe you're not ready yet. Honestly, that's okay. But it's when we get to the point of dealing with things that create so much discomfort and pain that we know we have to. So I would encourage you not to let yourself get that far. For me, I stuffed all my resentment, my anger, and my feelings for so long that I ended up dealing with panic attacks and panic disorder and then fears that were outside of my control. I believe were outside of my control. They just had been stuffed for so long. They were coming out in this you know, really enormous way that was um, just creating a lot of fear in me. And I had to work on healing myself and self-love came into it so much more than, you know, anybody even understands. They think, how did you get through it? It was just really the self-love and acceptance. I'm in charge. I love myself. I have an inner guidance, that inner spirit inside of me that walks me through, you know, just like that. There's a, a an example of, and I probably should, I have probably shared this before. If you've not heard it, then you know, welcome to the first time you're hearing this. Uh, but birds, imagine a bird when they fly south for the winter. Now, do they have to get notified? Do they have to wait for their phone to notify them that it's going to be winter? And do they have to set an alarm so that they don't forget? And then, do they have to go into their map quest or their map uh, and and dial in how to fly south for the winter. No to all of these ridiculous questions, but yet that's what we wait on. We wait for something outside of us to signal when we have to do something. We know inside, but yet we doubt ourselves. We're constantly questioning ourselves because we've been taught that maybe we don't know. We've been taught that our intuition might not be right. Maybe you should not listen to that. Maybe you should follow this instead. And so we continue to question our own inner wisdom, the guidance. We have it inside of us. And obviously, if we've never used it or we haven't used it since childhood when we were babies, it's going to take some time and practice to allow that to kind of reset. It's probably been a little bit uh, broken down, but we can reset it and start to have faith in that and knowing that we have that inside guidance to move us where we want to be. And that might bring up some fears, right? Maybe you have to deal with issues from the past And if there are issues that are deep, I always recommend seeking out therapy because that's a great first step. And if your issues are really painful, create a lot of fear and resistance, that might be more helpful than trying to take this on your own. For me, I was fortunate enough to be able to work through my own issues and deal with my anger and my resentment. Um, Trust me, it was a lot. I'm not going to go into detail today, but there was a lot that I went through myself. And I will share a little with you, but in in me dealing with that at the very, I have to say the end of my healing from that um, episode, and it took, it took over a year, a couple years actually, I did finally seek out a therapist and I just told my story. And I remember him sitting there just looking at me thinking, and, and I was thinking, what is he thinking? Because <laughs> he's not saying anything. And after I finished talking, I just stopped and he just looked at me and said, you're a very strong woman. You made it through all of that on your own. It's impressive. 
And I can't tell you how empowering that was. Whether he said that to everybody or not, I don't know. I don't think so because I did share that I had been through a lot and I had made it through a lot. And I was just looking for some help because I was having issues with sleeping at that time. And so obviously my subconscious brain wasn't shutting off at night and I had to calm that down. Uh, and, And yes, I did take some medication for a while to help me with that. And Thankfully, I was able to stop that and um, completely free and, and clear of any other fear of another panic. I know that I know the trigger signs. I know how to handle it. I went through it so long on my own that uh, I learned and I actually took control of my life. And let me tell you, there's nothing more empowering than that. If you're down and out, you can recreate your reality. You can change the things that aren't working for you. And you may not believe that. And the first step is just to tell yourself, I will get through this. I am still here. You've survived up to this point. Now, there's issues that have helped you survive that maybe aren't working for you right now, and that's okay. You know, not losing the guilt of that, losing those fears of losing those crutches or whatever it is that held you together to this point and knowing that you can move on. And you might need to seek out therapy if you want to try this on your own. You can try and see how that works for you, right? And no ma- no matter what we're working on, remember that the feelings that come up, like in this mirror example that I told you, or any of the feelings that come up when you're unhappy and comfortable, these are just feelings. Try to separate you from the feelings and the thoughts and the emotions. That's not you. We are no longer living those experiences. They're in the past. So we have to teach ourselves and that inner child that we're safe. We're no longer in danger of those anymore. Thank yourself. Really, truly thank yourself. Say thank you to having the courage to survive those experiences. You're strong. Just like my therapist had told me, you are a strong woman. You are a strong woman or man. And you've survived to this point. So thank yourself for that. Anyone who has done you wrong in the past, and I know this might be hard to comprehend. For me, it was as well. People that I was hurt with very, very deeply. But understanding they were only doing the best that they could at that time inside of their own experiences, inside of their own understandings that they had. Even acts of violence always come from those who were violated themselves. So being able to free not only yourself, but them will help you so immensely. And again, you may need a professional help on this one, depending on exactly what those experiences were, but we all need to heal and we all must learn to love and cherish who we are today. And we will no longer harm anyone else because we are loving and and not putting harm on ourselves. And that means we have to stop the criticism Look, when we criticize others, we're usually criticizing ourselves for the same things. And that just happens on autopilot. When will we wake up and realize that criticism doesn't work? And it's it's rampant everywhere, especially this day and age. People are criticizing everybody based on their opinions and their thoughts and what they believe. And why? (laughs) What is that accomplishing? Are those people evil because they have a different opinion than us? No, they just have a different opinion. 
Because if we were to turn it around, then it means we are not as good because we have a different opinion, right? So I like to shift things. When I'm looking at someone else and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I like to turn it around. I think, well, how are they looking at me? You know, what am I, how am I measuring up to them, right? We can choose to approve of ourselves as we are right now. So when you look in the mirror and you look at yourself and you believe that there's things that you want to change, you're unhappy with certain things about your body, your life, uh, where you're at, if you're stuck, and still understand that I must love who I am today, like that inner child, I have to love me today. Because critical people, they're just gonna attract more criticism because that's their pattern. Their pattern is to criticize. So if you're critical of people, your pattern is to criticize whether you do it internally or outwardly. And that's what we're gonna get back because we get what we give. And critical people feel that they need to be perfect all the time. Isn't that true? But I wanna ask who who in the world is perfect? Do you know a perfect person? Because I don't think I've ever met a perfect person. Have you ever met someone? I know I haven't. Look, when we complain and when we criticize someone else, we are actually complaining and criticizing some aspect of ourselves. It's a boomerang. So that must stop. Everybody is a reflection of us. And what we see in ourselves is what we see in others. And what we see in others is what we see in ourselves. And I know a lot of times we don't want to accept the parts of who we are. There's things we don't love. We don't like. We're unhappy. Why am I here? Why do I do this? We abuse ourselves with, say, drugs, alcohol, overeating, other substances. These are ways of beating up ourselves. Think about that. I was overeating. I was binge eating. I was eating emotionally. I thought I had some issue, you know, that I had to solve. I was just beating myself up. For all that pent-up anger and resentment I was holding and stuffing down and not speaking up, not saying anything. And it came out into that anxiety and panic disorder. Look, you're not perfect and it's okay. But let me ask you, when you have that deep-needed feeling of being perfect, who are you being perfect for? Whose early life expectations are you still trying to meet? You have to be willing to release that. You have to be willing to just be. Look, you're wonderful just as you are right now. You will learn to be patient of yourself. You'll learn to be more loving and kind. And can you imagine how wonderful life will be when you're just free of being criticized by anyone? You would be totally at ease, happy as can be, content like that child. So to love yourself is the secret to unlock all of this. When you love who you are now, you will continue to fulfill your needs because you love yourself, right? Guilt makes us feel inferior. So if someone tries to make you feel guilty, ask yourself, what do they want? What do they want to get out of this? And you might be living under a cloud of your own guilt. You might feel like you're doing things wrong in the eyes of someone in your life and you're always apologizing for yourself. You have to break yourself free for all the things that you've done wrong in your life that didn't go right for you. You can learn to say no, to say no to the guilt. You don't have to play that game anymore. 
You don't have to make excuses anymore. You don't have to be the good little girl anymore or boy. You can be you and love you and be a good person because you choose to. Stop allowing people to manipulate you. It doesn't work. And when you stop allowing them to manipulate you, they'll stop. You just have to take control. Look, I know it feels hard to say no to people, uh, say no to things that are asked of you, um, but it does get easier. Every time somebody asks something or criticizes you or judges you or does something that you know does not resonate well with you, that you don't feel well with, practice saying no. I won't accept that. And if you keep doing something that isn't working and that you're sorry about, then stop doing it, right? You don't have to feel bad about it. Just stop doing it. If you feel guilty about something, ask yourself, who am I feeling I need to please? If it's yourself because you're not pleasing yourself with your patterns, then stop that. But notice the childhood feelings that might come up as well. Stop doing the things that you're sorry for. Look, there's a lot of repressed hostility. There's a lot of times we punish ourselves and nobody is there to defend us. So defend yourself, forgive yourself and set yourself free. When these feelings of guilt come up, say to yourself, no, I'm not going to feel this way anymore. I free myself to love who I am and I will do the best that I can every day. It's not worth it to hold on to these old patterns. Love you first. Love yourself enough and feel your emotions. Stop stuffing your feelings. Process painful emotions. Let it work its way through. Stop pushing it away. I know for so many years I kept pushing it away. I didn't want to feel it. I was like, oh no, no, no. And I'd run from it and I'd go get busy with something and I'd do things. And I was just pushing it away. But after a while, it comes to the surface in other ways. So stop stuffing it. Create some positive affirmations to help you heal. Tell yourself, I am free of the past. Tell yourself, it's okay to change. Say, I am safe and I am willing to feel. And allow yourself to release any anger in a positive way because anger is an honest emotion. And if it's not processed outwardly, again, it'll be processed inwardly. And over time, if we don't deal with it, it can turn to disease. So stop swallowing it or it will create that bitterness. It can create depression. It can create other issues that won't serve you. So releasing the anger, getting it out in positive ways. You know, maybe you need to talk it out. Again, the mirror practice works. Uh, If you wait and you feel like screaming like I did before, it's been too long. You've been holding it up too long. So again, you look in the mirror in your eyes, see yourself or who you're angry with. If you're angry with somebody, see them and then feel those feelings that you're angry about and say out loud what you feel uh, angry about. Get all that feeling out. You can hit pillows if you're angry. I've done this before. You can grab a towel and twist it, right? You can, I've gotten into my car and turned on music and screamed as loud as I can. Allow the feelings to come out naturally and safely, okay? Our feelings are the thoughts that are in action. So we have to let that negative out to make room for positive. And then if you were angry with somebody, moving out of that anger by dealing with it in some of these examples. And then you have to forgive that person. Again, they did the best that they could. And it's only going to benefit you and free you from the anger because the only person that's really hurting, holding on to the anger is you. That person doesn't know. 
Release and let go. Let go of the past. It's gone. Say that you're free and you forgive the person because you know they were doing their best and their own understanding and the situation, the time of their life. A practice I used to do, I'd get on the treadmill and you could do this outside on just, you know, put on your running shoes and I'd just run. You could walk fast too. And I remember just putting earphones on with music that would just get me running and just kind of motivated me and gave me that energy. And I would just run, run as fast as I could. I'd run. And sometimes if I was just in a deep state of releasing that pain, I'd cry. I'd cry and run. But there's so much freedom to that. I'd imagine all of my problems, all my worries, all my fears, all the people that hurt me, I was running so far away from them. And they were getting smaller and smaller and smaller in the distance. And after a while, I couldn't see them anymore. And then when I'd run out of breath, I'd start walking and slow and just kind of catch my breath. And I would feel so free. Find a way to let go. And then begin to love you. Give yourself a hug. Tell yourself positive things. Repeat these. Whether you believe them at first, they might be a little unbelievable. I love myself. That might sound ridiculous. You might think, oh, I sound like an egomaniac. You're not. Loving yourself, who said that's a bad thing? Who, again, are we judging ourselves with? Who taught us that? That's just their own beliefs and thoughts because of their own issues. So it doesn't mean it's right just because we learned something like that. That behavior doesn't mean it's right. Even if a parent that you love and respect taught you that, it was some issues that maybe they were dealing with or they were still dealing with. Understand that you might have to learn how to communicate better with others in the process of all this. And then lastly, write out a list of everything right now that stresses you out. The things that are just floating in your brain all day, every day, the things you have to do that you're worried about, that you want to work through a relationship or a person or a thing, whatever it is, write everything down. Maybe it's just things that are your day-to-day thing. I got to water the plants. I got to check my emails. I got to do the laundry. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do all the stuff. Write it all down. And when you have them all written down on your piece of paper, you now have all your stresses written down on that paper. And you could put the paper to the side and breathe. Just breathe and meditate. Give yourself some permission to release it for a while. Go to sleep tonight knowing that You have them all written down. You don't have to worry about it in your mind anymore. And then tomorrow morning, you'll wake up and you'll decide what to start with. It's going to feel so much better, especially when we wake up in the morning and we have that clear, clear mind of having that fresh, uh, just brain in the morning, you know, just we're up a little groggy. Yes. But doing the breathing, a little meditation, maybe a little journaling and then figuring, okay, how can I, how can I work through some of these? And these are all steps to freeing yourself from all of these feelings that hold us back and start to love ourselves and start to love the life that we have exactly where you are today, even if you're not where you want to be. And let me say, especially if you're not where you want to be, because we all have a goal. We all have more goals. We all want to achieve something different from where we are. And that should never end. That's life. Life's always about progress. So the only time we stop making progress is when we die. So let's keep making progress while we're here, okay? And understand that that's okay to not be 100% okay with where you're at, but still allow you to feel blessed, grateful, and loving of who you are and that you've made it this far is pretty amazing. And remember that you are amazing. 
and I'm proud of you. And listening to today's episode hopefully gave you some value, gave you some insight and some practice steps on what you need to work on. If you need to listen to it again, don't forget to write down, excuse me, all the bullet points, uh, all the little exercises and examples that you can start with today. I know it's a lot. Uh, I packed in a lot of info here today, but again, this is meant for you to truly set yourself free. Be happy, be joyful, be free, and love yourself. I will see you in the next episode.